There is a moment that arrives in our parenting journey when things change, things transition. And as parents, we have to let our children go. Here's Barbara Rainey. In the end, are any of our kids really ready to go in our opinion? Probably not. There's always more we could teach, always more that we wish we had said. And yet at some point, we have to trust that God is bigger than our mistakes. He is able to catch them if they fall. And we need to let them go and let them learn on their own. This is Family Life Today. Our host is Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Are you ready as moms and dads to release your children? And have you prepared them to do life on their own? We'll talk more about that today with Dennis and Barbara Rainey. Stay with us. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. So can we just say it right up front? We're going to talk about the worst part of parenting today. Don't you think? Releasing? It's not the worst part of parenting? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I mean, it's bittersweet. Let, yeah. let's, let's all agree on this. Okay. But there, there is life after children. Okay. That, your that... marriage was built to outlast your kids. And I'm going to tell you, it's a bonus, Bob, when you can have a smile on your face and you can let the arrow fly. Okay. You're... And you can weep with them and cry with them. <laughs> huh? You're He's right. He's nodding. He's I'm, nodding. I'm rethinking my statement and I'm remembering changing diapers and releasing was not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think sleeping through the night and releasing your child, there's some benefits and to that. And spoiling the grandkids, it's <laughs> wonderful. Barbara joins us again on Family Life Today. Welcome back, sweetheart. Why, why we are still in the saddle hosting Family Life Today. This That's is, right. This is what we call the victory lap. Okay, we're That's in that. Right. We're it is in the that, victory lap. This is the the last time. Do I get to peel track? out like, uh, <laughs> like Earnhardt? <Mark>. Earnhardt? <laughs> Are you going to wave, wave the checkered flag? Burn the tires. I'll pull, I think I'm going to get out in the in the family life parking lot and do donuts <laughs> and have them take a video <laughs> when we're done here <sighs> and just do a donut out there. I don't know if I can do it though. We, I don't know if I've got a car that's got that have much a car power. That we, do that. <laughs> do that. we shared with listeners earlier this week that a transition is on the way. Uh, on March fourth, we will have new hosts uh, stepping in to Family Life Today. Dave and Ann Wilson are going to be serving as the new hosts, and you guys will you'll you'll be back from time to time. I hope. I trust. We will, and but, we will. Uh, we're not riding off into the sunset to uh, clip coupons and uh, <laughs> be retired. I, I, I got to tell you, I just I wish people would stop asking me. Well, how's retirement? Uh-huh. Because we're not retired. We're not retired. You're as busy as you've ever <laughs> we been. We are refiring we are. and recalibrating and resetting our goals to make the most of what God's given us for the next decade. And after that decade, the next one after that, if God gives the health, soundness of mind, and strength. And I, I know you guys have thought about this and talked about it, but part of part of the, the stage of life that you're in is a stage where you model to the next generation what grace looks like 
as as we get older, we're, we're not disengaged. We still have use for the kingdom, but life changes and we have to adjust. Well, just like we're, what we're going to be talking about here on the broadcast today, we believe in our book, we talked about this, The Art of Parenting. Uh, we believe that children were meant to be received, raised, and then released. Mm-hmm. And I think ministries are not unlike that. You help build them. Barbara and I have been here for uh, over 42 years, and uh, we've been building this ministry, helping it be effective in more than 100 countries around the world. And it's time for uh, a younger leader uh, who is more relevant to the next generation to uh, take over and lead this to the next generation and to uh, the next growth spurt. Uh, over the next decade that's ahead. And David Robbins has been in that role for a year now. That's right. And Doing a with, great job. And then with David Ann Wilson stepping into the broadcast, you guys will be uh, – you'll be free from the, the the daily responsibilities of producing a radio program like this, but um, not free from a kingdom calling on your life. That's exactly right. Yeah. I just totally agree. And in some ways, we're more excited about the future than we have been. And I think having some time – between a year ago when David Robbins began and today has given us time to evaluate and look. And quite honestly, we feel the approval of God. We feel His favor, and we're ready to, we're ready to charge into the, the next decade and see what, what He has. There, there is some overlap as you're releasing Family Life Today to a new couple to step in and take over. Uh, you've been through the process of releasing six kids over a lifetime. And and when I called it the worst part of parenting, it's probably because I didn't like changing diapers or dealing with teenagers who had an attitude. But I don't think I had a day when I ever cried as much or as hard. <laughs> you don't as, cry often. Yeah. No, but that first release day, uh, I had, I'd been mentored by you. For what was coming, and you kind of manned up. You 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 kind of thought I'm I'm good. On I, this. I I'm really good on. I this. did not. You were feel cocky. It coming. You were cocky, as I recall. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that would be accurate, huh, Keith? Do you agree, Keith? But the, the there you go. <laughs> the release. There moment. you have it. Another illustration <laughs> confirmed by an eyewitness in this case. The the, the release moment was. A challenge. I'm talking about when I released him to college, and that's just one in an ongoing series of releases, which is a part of what you talk about in your book. Releasing a child is something that happens over a lifetime, isn't it? It does. In fact, you know, we didn't even think about this um, until years into our parenting journey, but releasing begins when they're little bitty. Mm-hmm. You release them to feeding themselves, which, you know, is a mess, and you've got to deal with all kinds of unpleasantness, but you have to release them into, to learn to feed themselves. And you learn, release them to dressing themselves. And as they get older, you release them to school and to their first job and on and on it goes. So by the time you release them at college or into the military or into a job and living on their own, you should have had some practice steps. That doesn't mean that it's easier, as you were just saying, because we cried like babies when we left our first one at college, too. But Releasing your children is not a one-time event. It culminates oftentimes in an event, but it isn't just then. It's stages all along the way. Dropping the kids off at kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That was hard, wasn't That's it? That's a big one. Uh, when, when they go to camp for the first time. Yep, right? that was a big And you one. leave them at camp. When you hand them the keys to, to the car. car and you're not going to be in the car with them. When they go on a mission trip with a bunch of kids to <laughs> Haiti or somewhere else and you're not there. All of those are preparing for that day when you do 
step away and when they're doing life pretty much on their own, Mm -hmm. which, Dennis, we got to say, that's what our job was at the beginning, to get them to a point where they could do life on their own. Well, it it is. And I just want to go back and read... I think it's the first passage we read as we talked about this series on parenting. It's uh, Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. And I want you to, to notice the imagery that God uses when he talks about children. He says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows, I want to say that again, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who finds his quiver filled with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. You know, it's not often I actually read from a book that Barbara and I wrote, but I just want to put an exclamation point behind this because this assignment to you as a parent to receive your, your arrow, to aim them, to raise them and then to release them is really an incredible privilege, but it's, it's sacred. Let me read what we said. Parenting isn't a hobby. It's not a sport. It's not playing house just for fun. It's not about your children's comfort. You will be releasing your children into a very real spiritual battlefield against a very, very, very evil and crafty enemy. Your arrow was given to you by God not to keep in your quiver, but to craft, to test, to aim, and let go. Let go for God's glory and for God's kingdom impact on planet Earth. Hmm. Parents, you can't lose heart in doing well. Both Barbara and I would look at each other at the end of the day And we always pray together before we we go to sleep at night. And some nights, I'm telling you, when we were raising four teenagers, it was like, Lord, this is exhausting. Good night. See you in the morning. (laughs) Not kidding. If you're doing your job, you're going to be be exhausted sometimes because it means you've got to be paying attention to what's going on in not just your family's life as a whole, but uniquely what What's happening in each of your children's lives? Yeah. I think a lot of parents stumble with a final release because they've not done a good job of those practice releases, those earlier releases. And and Barbara, you've seen this. Moms who are still treating a 14-year-old like they're six years old, they haven't adjusted their parenting to say, we're in a new stage and I need to be releasing more responsibility and more freedom to you during this time of your life. They're still treating them like they're six and they're following them around and checking everything they do and making sure they never make a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not going to be helpful. I mean, what that does is that kind of parenting Um, It's often called helicopter parenting. Mm -hmm. It's where you're hovering over your kid. That's just going to make them more dependent on you. And that may feel good in the moment to the parent, but it's not healthy for the kid. So really the goal for parenting, if you can remember this early on, that your goal is eventually releasing your child, then it's easier to see those life stages as slowly progressing toward that final release. Mm -hmm. And it's important because you want your child 
Hopefully, you want your child to grow up to depend on God without you. And that's the whole goal of parenting is raising kids who are also dependent on God for themselves. I can't tell you how um, liberating it was to be raising all six of our kids with this concept in mind. Because there really are a number of release points that you know you're building toward. And so, as you move in the teenage years, you realize, you know, if I don't give them a little freedom right now, and release them to fail while they're at home, then instead they're going to be protected, maybe overly protected by us, and they're going to fail at college or the workplace, and and the failure may be much larger because you're not there, and you're not there to teach. Yeah, we wanted our kids to, to run into hard things while they were still at home. We wanted them to have a job and work for a boss who maybe was not the easiest person to deal with or to deal with customers who were not friendly or to run into kids at school who uh, challenged their value system or to have teachers who um, maybe introduced ideas that were not familiar to them because we wanted our kids to experience all of that so that they could then come home and talk to us about it and we could interact so that when they went to college or went to their first job, they were not quite as unprepared. I, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last year in the Psalms, and uh, the concept of generations has been resonating in my soul. And as I turn to the parents right now who are in the process of raising the next generation, I want to read you a psalm, not the whole psalm, but just a segment of it that, that really is um, it's the desire of an older hopefully mature man or woman who's crying out to God. Listen to this. He says, Oh God, from my youth, you have taught me and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, Oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Every follower of Christ has a responsibility to reach his generation, and he is called to outlive himself by another generation, by equipping children, people he comes in contact in this relay race, and passing the baton of faith, helping people know who God is, know what the gospel is, how they can have a relationship with Christ. I know this, I ask a friend, uh, Carrie Bradley, uh, and Carrie's a father, grandfather, has three adult children, and uh, has served as uh, a CEO of a, a multi-billion-dollar international company. And I just asked him this, a simple question. I said, what would be your coaching advice for parents who are raising their children to be released? And I'll never forget when I asked him that question. He smiled. He goes, that's, that's a tough question. But his response was a good one. He said, your job as a parent is 21 years from now is to raise your children to become God-honoring, effective adults who want to fulfill God's mission for their lives. Your goal is not to be your children's friend, but their coach, their guide, and their teacher in these years of training called parenting. I told him later, I said, Carrie, that's a pretty good off-the-cuff answer to the question. I think he's right. 
I think most parents need to realize they have been given a sacred trust in the children that they've been giving and that they've got to decide what's the target? What's the goal here? Stephen Covey said it. You got to begin with the end in mind. Uh, Charlie Brown was on a the deck of a cruise ship one time, and and uh, Lucy came up to him and she said, "Charlie Brown, some people go through life facing forward, seeing where they're going. Others go through life facing backwards, seeing where they've been. Which uh, which way is your deck chair facing, Charlie Brown?" To which Charlie Brown furrowed his forehead and looked at her and kind of frowned. He said, I don't know. I haven't been able to get my deck chair unfolded. (laughs) (laughs) I think parents need to know where they're going. And they need to think carefully about where they're taking their children and what the target is. I just signed a copy of my book to a good friend who's here at Family Life who's raising a a little 12-year-old girl. And... In the book, I said, I pray that your daughter will hit the target that you're aiming for, to God's glory and for his purposes. That's what it's about, Bob. Mm -hmm. That's what we're to be, and that's what we're to do. So what do you do if your child is 17 or 18 in their senior year of high school, and you think, I don't know that they're ready to fly? (laughs) How do you handle that as a parent? Do you do you call a timeout and do you say, we're not sending you to college? Do you do a gap year? Do you, or, or do you say, well, it's just that time they're going to have to learn. They may stumble, but they'll just have, we'll have to see how they do. Well, I think it depends on what time of year in the senior year that this occurs to you. <laughs> if it's in the fall, you've got a little bit more time to maybe make an alternative plan like a gap year or something. But I think the most important thing is to just pull back and Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't think this child is ready, but you know what this child is ready for or not, and guide me in the few weeks or months that I have left with this one to impart what I need to impart and say, God, what do I need to teach? What have I forgotten? What have I overlooked? What have I left out? And help me um, make the most of these last months that we have together, because if it is late in the game— If it is in the spring and your child's already got an acceptance to a college, then you have to trust God that he's ready, even if you don't feel like he's ready or she's ready to go. Because in the end, are any of our kids really ready to go in our opinion? Probably not. There's always more we could teach, always more that we wish we had said. And yet at some point, we have to trust that God is bigger than our mistakes He is able to catch them if they fall, and we need to let them go and let them learn on their own. I don't think uh, Barbara was questioning whether Ashley should be released or not, but I I have to kind of rat on her with the audience. When our oldest, our firstborn, graduated from high school, we knew the day was coming. We were kind of like Bob, but we'd never done it. So we know there's a release point coming where we're going to take her to college, and she chose uh, kind of symbolically, Old Miss, which is the Rebels, <laughs> to uh, not go to our, our home state university where both Barbara and I attended. And we went over there and we took a small semi-truck load full of clothing and furniture and books and stuff. You, you can take a boy and, you know, you can throw everything he, he needs in the backseat of the car. But a girl, uh, it's, it's, it's remodel time. So I'm watching Barbara. I'm watching her. She is stalling all day long in the dorm uh, on that hot August afternoon, 
And she was finding ways to straighten this, to nail this down, to, you know, get this in proper order. And I'm saying, Barbara, it's time to go. And I admit it. I was stalling. (laughs) We we must let go. And and I'm getting emotional now telling the story, but but it was was a sacred moment. But finally, we had to let go. And um, we all walked down the stairs, eight floors or something like that, as I recall, because the elevator was so full of girls coming back and forth with, with gear. Walked out in the parking lot, and I had this this real noble uh, commission, yeah, commission <laughs> that I was going to give her, and uh, uh, was going to pray over her. And so I, I did. I, I do think I made it through this passage in Philippians. And by the way, if you're looking for a great passage to let your arrow go with and to uh, get them a charge and point them in the right direction, it's uh, it's Philippians chapter two. Uh, verse 12 through 15. And I'll not read all of it, but it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence. So now you're calling them, it's game time. You got to obey. We're not going to be there. You're on your own, Ashley. And it goes on to say, You need to be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, and this is when I begin to choke up, your mom and I will be proud that we did not run in vain nor labor in vain. And at that moment, I was going to put my arm around Ashley and Barbara was too, and I was going to pray for her. But not unlike you, Bob, because I think the same thing happened to you. I was crying so hard I couldn't pray. Yeah. And Barbara? I couldn't pray either. I was I was sobbing at the thought of driving away and leaving her. I mean, leaving her four hours away, and I couldn't just walk over and check on her. I mean, we were leaving her. It was it was awful. And so our own daughter had to pray for herself. It was pitiful. <laughs> it was pitiful. It was pitiful. <laughs> But we ended up praying, and we said goodbye, and we hugged and everything, and stretched out a bit longer. And we got in our pickup, because it took a pickup to get her over there. And we drove away. And I'll never forget coming up this little incline, looking over my left shoulder through the the driver's side window. And there's our daughter on the corner, waving. Oh, my gosh. I turned to Barbara, and I said, (laughs) there's not enough of my heart to break again. I am hiring a surrogate father <laughs> to take to, the next to, one <laughs> to, to go aim the arrow and let go for this final release it's it's a it's a determinative moment but it's a, it's a beautiful moment because she she did she did great yeah she, she made did. some mistakes but but she did great didn't they all and that's, that's right. the point yeah. they're gonna make mistakes well and didn't we that's, that's what we forget right. as parents that's I mean, right it's not like we did it perfectly either. And God works through our mistakes right. to conform us to the image of Christ. He is sufficient. So just one final question related to this. What about the boomerangs? What about the ones you've released who show back up and they, they're they not ready to take on the world yet? And maybe college is over and— Listen carefully to my advice. They want to move back into their room? Yeah. This is probably what we told our kids, if I'm not mistaken. Is this what's getting ready to happen? That's right. We told our kids, 
as they went through their sophomore, junior year, because somewhere these college kids all meet together between their sophomore and junior year, and they go, how can we stretch this puppy out? <laughs> this is a lot of fun. I like this. It's, there's no responsibility. How can here. we stay on the, how can on we the s- payroll? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we would say to our kids, you are good for four years. Four years. You get four years. You get four years for your college. Anything over four years, you're on your own. That's right. And you graduate in May, and you can come home for the summer. Mm. But after the summer, you're on your own. <laughs> you're out of here. And what I'd say is, you're going to be tempted to give all your junk and clothing and stuff you've accumulated over the years away to Goodwill. I think that's a noble thing to do. Don't give away your boots. <laughs> you may need the boot. <laughs> <laughs> to, to dig in the heels? <laughs> no, no, just to boot them out the door. Help them out the door. Gently, you've got to lead your own life. It may be next door. As I heard one man say, it may be down the street, but it isn't here. <laughs> Your <laughs> and, mom and I have a life as well. And and there may be unique circumstances, obviously, of course, where of course. you'd open your doors to a child. But it, it should not be just because they're not sure what to do. That's right. Let me tell you, we've got a real problem in our country with um, – with, and, and I, I hate to say this, that it seems to be the guys – but it really does seem to be this. It seems like the guys are are dragging this thing out into their 20s. And we have the oldest age for men getting married in the history of our country. Over 28 and a half now. Women, 27. God made us for responsibility. Uh, he doesn't call everybody to get married, but he does call us to step up and assume our responsibility as an adult in an adult world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Adulting is not a game. Mm-hmm. It's life. Yeah. Well, it's, again, not an easy part of the assignment, but it's what the assignment's really all about. It, it's the whole reason we go through the parenting process is so that we can say, now it's your turn. It's, it's your turn to step out and to do life and to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish <laughs> the earth and to keep the cycle going. And to keep the generational relay race going right. as well. And I just want to turn the listener at this point and say, are you one of those that needs to get onto, onto the field and get in the game and make an impact in the, the marriages and families in your community? If so, why don't you pick up the art of parenting and form a small group? You may say, but Dennis, we've raised our kids. Well, you know what? You've got some time to lead this. Mm-hmm. They don't. Step out and gather together five, six couples, have them over to your house every week or every other week for eight weeks or 16 weeks, however you decide to do it, and go through the Art of Parenting video series. It is made to help you apply all four of these these major pillars we've talked about, about being parents according to how God expects us to raise the next generation. Mm -hmm. This may be one of the most exciting ministries you've ever had. I had lunch uh, yesterday with a gentleman who is now on his second Art of Parenting group. Mm -hmm. He is electrified. He goes, this is fantastic. It's, it's well done. It's designed for interaction for young couples who are starting their family to get out of isolation and find out they're not the only ones on the planet that are encountering these difficulties. Lead the art of parenting and make a difference in the next generation. Yeah, there is information available on our website at familylifetoday.com about the art of parenting video series. 
You can uh, find out more when you go to familylifetoday.com. We also have copies of your book, The Art of Parenting. And in fact, we're making that book available as a thank you gift today to listeners who want to help support the Ministry of Family Life today. There have been today hundreds of thousands of people all around the country and all around the world who are accessing this program on radio, online, through our mobile app. They are tuned in to Family Life Today. Some of them are saying, Alexa, play Family Life Today and listening that way. You make that possible every time you make a donation to support Family Life Today. And we'd like to say thank you for your support today by sending you a copy of Dennis and Barbara Rainey's book, The Art of Parenting. You can request the book when you make an online donation at familylifetoday.com or call to donate 1-800-358-6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Be sure to request a copy of the book, The Art of Parenting, when you get in touch with us. Now, tonight in six cities across the country, we have Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaways happening. I'm going to be speaking in Kansas City this weekend. Looking forward to being with listeners in the Kansas City area. But we've also got getaways happening this weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Appleton, Wisconsin. We've got more getaways happening next weekend and throughout the spring. Pray for the couples who will be attending one of these getaways this weekend. Pray that God will do a work in their life and in their marriage as they spend the weekend with us. And again, thanks to those of you who make these kinds of events possible by helping to support this ministry. We appreciate your partnership with us. And by the way, if you've never been to a getaway, come join us at one of our Weekend to Remember Marriage getaways. It's a great weekend for couples. And I hope you have a great weekend this weekend. Hope you're able to worship together with your family in your local church. And then I hope you can join us on Monday when we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the impact of more than 26 years worth of Family Life Today with Dennis and Barbara Rainey. Dave and Ann Wilson will be here with us as well. And we'll talk about lessons we've learned from the Rainies over the last two and a half decades. Hope you can tune in for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back Monday for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a crew ministry. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.